Hi, this is Alex. You might know my mom, Heather, from Shine.fm. This is the Shine.fm MomCast. Take it away. Thanks so much for tuning in today to the Shine.fm MomCast. I'm Heather. Steven is here. Steven on our staff here at Shine.fm. Steven, you've never been on the MomCast before. I have. Uh, I take offense to that. I've never been invited to be on the MomCast <laughs> You know what? I take that into consideration. I do. I take that into consideration. <laughs> but introduce yourself to our MomCast listeners. Well, uh, <clears throat> hi, I'm Stephen, everyone. And if I were um, the counterpart to the person I've been married to for 33 years, I would deserve to be on MomCast. And there isn't a dad cast yet. So um, I w- wiggled my way into this. I've uh, been with, back with Shine for almost three years now uh it's two and a half but it's 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 inching every day closer to three years my wife and i uh, i think i mentioned 33 years together of marriage have three adult-ish kids uh one is our oldest uh she and her husband gave us our first grandchild uh back in january of this year middle one is also married to her best friend my son is a junior here at Olivet Nazarene University. Okay. And what I would really love, and, and we may do this more than once, Stephen, is um, you and I would both be considered elder parents. What? Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, I do think we would. I Because just, just to remind everybody... I have a 19-year-old daughter who's in college. I have a 17-year-old son, and I have a 16-year-old son. So we are way past the young years, the toddler years, the even elementary oh, school years. I mean, yes. we, you know, you are you're you're well more past than I am, but we're not too far from each other. And so I want to just talk about how we experience certain things with our kids, and I would love it if you would share your perspective as a dad, you might have to reach back into, you know, some things that happened with your kids when they were younger. And I know that might be hard for you. I know. Um, We tend to forget some of those things, don't we? Like, especially when our kids get older, we forget um, some of those things. But I think what we'll share is hopefully an authentic conversation about how we really loved some about our parenting and some of things that we were really difficult. So the first question that I want you to answer is what was one of the hardest things that you experienced as a dad? One of the things that, that really, it didn't terrify me. It wasn't like scary, but it was difficult. It was hard. Um, And it was early on raising my kids I was in uh, an area, uh, not geographically, but uh, professionally, that paid well, but it required a lot of time out of the home. Mm. And and it really challenged me because I could, on almost on certain days or almost on certain weeks, it felt like the week flew by and my kids got older in front of me. Mm. Physically. Yeah. And so as, as, as the dad, I struggled. There was this literal struggle with look i'm out here trying to trying to make money and and support my family but the tension existed is this worth me missing my family to support them right we weren't living extravagantly by any means but i used to put you know one car in the garage and a roof over their heads and a very rarely ever went to bed hungry only when they you know got up from a meal too quickly would they do they that? were jerks pretty much 
Yeah, it's part, part of their punishment, take their cane out of their baskets. Um, <laughs> but there was, I started thinking about this the other day because, you know, I gave some advice to to my son-in-law who is his, is a first-time dad. Yeah. Is, uh, he's got a great work ethic. I mean, it makes me proud of, of his work ethic, but at what cost? Mm. I, I remember those years and I think to myself, and here's where I decided that it was especially difficult for me. I was not at the time employed in a ministry area. And okay. so my motivation was purely uh, financial. Uh-huh. And I didn't at all. I knew. And, and if anybody had asked me at the time, I would have been very verbal about telling them that I was very unfulfilled. And so you've got this, I'm doing what I have to do because I have bills and, and we like to eat and the kids enjoy groceries and stuff like that. Right, exactly. Um, and, and you've got, so you've got this tension of this need, you have to fulfill it, but you are not being emotionally or psychologically fulfilled. Mm. you're having to do just this piece, which is my right hand moving, which makes for great radio. Um, and then you've got this opposite side where right. you know this isn't doing anything to fulfill me personally. Later on, that challenge, that challenge changed. Uh, I, I did. I moved fields entirely. Uh, I walked into my calling, embracing it as best as I could. It made it easier for me to be dad in those moments because I knew I was doing something bigger. Huh. Okay. All right. That's really an interesting perspective. I think especially with the idea that it wasn't until you felt like you were in your calling and doing something bigger that you could experience your family in a deeper way. I find that's very, very interesting. The way that I would answer that question, I would say it's almost twofold. One, because when we first had our kids, I struggled with postpartum depression, was afraid they weren't going to stay like alive. And I don't mean like I was going to harm them, but just like, how could I be in charge of another human being? And why did God trust me to take care of this little person? It was a little um, more stewardship driven. <laughs> yes. And just, I am definitely not qualified for this. Definitely not qualified for this. But I think the other side of that, probably the hardest thing that I've had to do, and I hate to admit this because I wish that I was more mature in my faith. I have not, for a for a lot of my kids' life, trusted God with them. Mm. I felt responsible. I felt like I needed to take care of them. And it actually was, um, <laughs> it was a trip that I took and it was the first time I was away. And my husband is, you know, is very good at taking care of the kids. I went away and my phone fell in the toilet. Okay. <laughs> and I was away in the toilet or it fell around with air quotes around it, fell into the toilet. Well, it was in my back pocket. That's all I'm going to say. So that it, it was, it actually fell in the toilet. Okay. Well, when I was getting ready to go to the bathroom, that's all I'm going to say. So, and Lauren Daigle was going to the bathroom next to me, by the way. Oh, you know, okay. that's a great story. <laughs> yeah. i the depths of that at some future point. My phone was dead. Like I was in, I was on the, the West Coast. Obviously we live in the Midwest. I had no way to check in on my family. And I was like praying Please, Jesus, heal my phone. I need to get with my kids. And I clearly 
that night heard the Lord say, why do you not trust me with them? Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness, I don't. I don't think about, don't always think about the fact that God loves them more than me. They wouldn't be here without him, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm not really in charge of anything that he ultimately, you know, I mean, all the things. And so for me, that was one of the hardest things and still continues to be like, I want to help them, but sometimes I need to let God work and take care of them in ways that's very different from the way that I would take care of them. And especially now that they are 16, 17 and 19. Interesting. And I I hope that this would happen that our perspectives as a dad and a man and a woman and a mom would be very different in answering these questions. uh, One of the interesting things though, uh, looking in, being the observer on your side of the coin is this, there was a change for you too almost imperceptible, but there was still a change. You went from not feeling stewardship worthy and who would make me a mom? I wouldn't choose me for a mom. I I don't, to, you had to not only choose to let God work in their lives and take care of them, but you went from, I don't deserve them to, they need me. (laughs) Right, yes. I am an extremist. You know me that well, right? Like I am an extremist. Either I can't do it or I'm it. That's yes. it. That's all it is. Well, and that's I see that, you know, you move. You you yeah. turned a corner at some point and went, I don't deserve to do these little people to they cannot make it without me. That's right. Yep, absolutely. I find that interesting about you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The next question. What is the best thing? That, that you've enjoyed, that you've experienced as a dad? I can honestly say, and this this happened uh, in each of their lives at different points. And, and I don't know if it's like emotional IQ. I don't know if it's experiential. I certainly don't chalk it up to their uh, oversized IQs. I love my kids, but it's not like, you know, I raised a bunch of Rhodes Scholars or anything. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully they'll hear this part of the, the podcast and be like, dad, Get I could have been a Rhodes Scholar. Serious, dad, I am a Rhodes Scholar. But anyway, so it's at some point, and, and this has been the, uh, I just, I can't get over this. Uh, in fact, my palms are sweating. I, each of my kids in their own time, and it has already happened with all three of them. And I remember the first time it happened with my oldest child. Here's what happened. She called me and she said, hey, dad. And she was calling me from college. It was her freshman year okay. where she was going to school. And she said to me, hey, dad, you got a minute? I said, sure, anything for you. What's up? And she said, you you know what? You were right. And I went, oh, what, um, what, are we, what are we talking about? I don't have any like, Can I record this conversation, please? I'd like to put it back later. Yeah, and, and she says, well, I just, you know, you've talked to me about years and the piece of advice that you, you, you prepared me with for the last year, my senior year in high school was, don't forget not everything you will learn in college will you learn from a textbook. And she was like, I thought you were just pontificating. I thought it was just dad mode and you were just blowing smoke and hot air. And it was just, she's like, today I experienced it where I looked and went, I've learned how to deal with this person. I know how to get what I need from this person. And I know how the relationship works. There are unwritten rules. And if I follow these rules to the very end, 
I know I will get the outcome from this person that I want. Interesting. And she said, and I looked back and went, rats, my dad was right. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I said, but in the future, could you call me at home so I can put the phone on speaker? And she was like, no, nope, that was just one off for me to you. What happened with her sister uh, mm -hmm. when she was a sophomore, where wow. she was at, in college, <laughs> the conversation happened uh, just this year as my son is a junior in college. Mm. And he, I mean, he did it in person, which is 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 one of the blessings of, of being in the area, being employed for all of that and him being a student. Yeah. Uh, he, he looked at me and he said, I can't believe I'm about to say this other than the fact that you're one of the smartest people I know. Wow. He started to list all, and I was like, you know, bring it up. No, sorry. No, okay. No, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. It was like uh, there was this sense of Shekinah glory. The the glory of the Lord opened up, and there was this beam of light that literally made noise as it struck me. Right, that, right. You know, instantly went from like pale to tan. And it was. Uh, it, uh, so yeah, it's. I look back and and. And I don't know, again, and I don't know if it's gender driven, if it's experiential, yeah. I don't, I can't chalk it up to IQ or emotional IQ. I right. don't know, but as a parent, I I just, I, I want that for other parents, for them to hear from their kids, you know, as much as my mom got after me about being on time to places or looking your best or, or, you know, going the extra mile or yeah. what my work ethic looks like for, for the parent to get the feedback that you, you know what you, you were eventually, you were proven right. That is such a huge gift. Yeah. And, and I thoroughly enjoyed getting that gift from each one of the three of my kids. So I would say that that would be a huge encouragement to a parent who is in the throes of either middle school or early, maybe even late high school, because in a lot of those years, we don't know anything. Correct. We don't know anything. Like we're not, we don't, you know. And so I think that's, it can be, I, I remember doing that with my parents. I remember doing that specifically with my dad. And maybe it is a dad thing. I don't know that I ever did it with my mom, but I did remember thinking he was right. Mm. He was right about stuff. You know what I mean? And so I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if my kids will ever do that. That's not happened to me yet, just so you know. And I, I have a 19-year-old that I do talk to quite frequently, but it, that has not happened yet. I think the best part of parenting for me was, first off, I have to say, for some reason, I thought that when we had these kids, they were going to be like us, okay? <laughs> there was going to be like a Heather, and there was going to be a Paul, and they were going to be just like us. And here's the thing. I thought then, okay, I will know how to parent these people because of who I am. They're going to be just like me. What gave oh you the idea? Where did you get that misconception? <laughs> I told you that lie. Did somebody, when they handed you this little six pound, nine ounce bundle, go, oh, it looks just like you and she'll behave. That's not been written anywhere. No, I know. It's definitely, maybe I was just hoping. Maybe I was just hoping that there was going to be someone like me in the world. That's probably what it was. But there, there are little bits and pieces of us in each of them. Yes. But there is none, none of them are like me. None of them are like my husband. That's actually been a gift to me because what that has forced me to do as a parent 
is learn who they are, what their personalities are, how they're wired. I feel like, and I've even said this on the air before, it's a gift to me to have a front row seat to their lives. Um, that, that I, yes, I did give birth to them, but like, I think they are amazing individuals. I get to be their mom. You know, that, that's been one of the best things that like, yes, they haven't always made good choices because we've had to discipline. They're not perfect children. Now that they are, I know you're shocked. I know. Cause I mean, they're not just like me. That's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That elicited a spontaneous burst of laughter, right? Exactly. But that, that has been something for me that has been a real gift to be able to say, wow, God gifted me with these three people and I've gotten to witness all the moments and I will continue hopefully to continue, you know, be able to see all the things that they do, experience all the things that they do. And so that for me, I think is the best part, just being able to invest in these people and to know that God gifted me with them. And I think even at one point, someone said to me that, you know, when I was feeling inadequate in my parenting of them, they said, you know, you are the perfect mom for your kids. Right. You know, and I would say to you, like, you're the perfect dad for your kids. It's who they needed is what they meant. Like, not like right. I'm perfect, but just my personality and who I am. I am the one that God intended to be their mother. And you are the father that God intended to be your kid's father. And so that for me, I think has been the best part of it that I would have never when those first, you know, like I said, I thought I can't keep this, this baby alive. How did God entrust me with this little human? And now here I am going, these three are the greatest blessing and gift that I've ever been given because I've gotten to see them become who God intended for them to be, you know, at least almost there with all of them. And I think I can, I can not only affirm that, but can almost prove that a little bit. Um, yeah. Back, you don't have to think back very far in your mind to think about the times where your kids wanted you wherever they were. Morning mm -hmm. event, cheering them on from the sideline, dropping them off to something that you really didn't have to give them a ride to. Right. They chose you to be there. Right. To me, that speaks of their intention to say, you know what, I, I, I don't always agree with my mom, but I need my mom. This is my mom right. and I right. want my mom around. And you, right. you step into those moments. And I think right. that's a little bit of that divine DNA of relationship that, that children seek out with their parents. Yeah, I think that's really good. Well, Stephen, thank you for joining me today. I hope Very that uh, I'm going to put it out on our mom's page after we launch this podcast. But if there's anything else, any other experience, another topic you would like Stephen and I to address from our elder parent status, <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> then we would love to hear what you would like us to talk about. And then Stephen will share from his perspective. I'll share from my perspective as a mom. And you can glean whatever you want to from that. But Stephen, thanks for joining me on the Momcast today. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for finally inviting me. And okay, stopping, all right. <laughs> stopping from ignoring all my pleas and requests to find no, stop. Uh, the Momcast. <laughs>